0: This is Dr. Tamia Guests with rejuvenating chiropractic. This is Nara Reed with Modified pay Nutrition talk, Health Coach. This is Karen Marcel with June Street Barbershop. This is Tiffany Marcel with Marcel's Luxury Realty, and you're listening to Boss Talk Radio. i what's going on boss talk radio welcome to another episode of five minutes of fire that uncensored part where we keep it hot keep it live and you get all that george <clears throat> but before we get into that we're gonna do some housekeeping stuff um if you are watching on youtube be sure to leave your name let me know where you're uh, dropping in from if you are watching on facebook be sure to share the video drop your name let me know where you're coming from um make sure you give stream yard permission to use your name and again share the video and for those that are watching on instagram how y'all doing y'all don't get to see all of the theatrics and the production stuff that goes on uh, in here, but I wanted to make sure I was able to reach you guys too. So we're still working out some things on trying to uh, do the Instagram part. So that is that as far as that part of the housekeeping, uh, just a reminder for my business owners, if you need to save some money on credit card processing uh, fees and such, be sure to reach out uh, to us. And as a matter of fact, let me put that uh, up on the screen right now. Be sure to uh, reach out to us at 866-235-4838 and one of our associates will get back with you and help you complete application uh, for payment processing. Also, if you are a contractor or uh, in the medical field or something like that in your practice or your business, needs uh, bridge funding to complete a project or to carry you through. We also offer loans uh, from 5000 to $500,000. Uh, be sure to use that same number and we can get you guys uh, plugged in. If you've been following us on the show and you're enjoying the show and you're learning some things uh, from it, be sure to donate at PayPal.me slash eight Financial or Cash App. Uh the money sign George Dandridge. And let's see who we have in the building today. Uh somebody said good morning, everyone, but they didn't leave their name. But good morning to you. Uh, little brother Brandon Beasley in the building. What's going on, my friend? Uh Blackberry Charisma, Florida. Shiro. Yeah, okay. Uh, thank you for che- the tech checking us out. I see you've been following us hard for the last uh couple of weeks and we appreciate you. Uh, Again, everybody go ahead and share the video. We're about to get into this heat on five minutes of fire. Hey, I love that beat. Shout out to T Cakes to your Battle for uh, producing uh, the soundtracks for us for Boss Talk Radio. Uh, I'm still getting hype off of that one. So, today, what we're going to talk about is reallocation of funds. Um, here's what you're going to need to tune into this segment first, you're going to need an open mind. Second, you're going to need uh, pen and paper. And some of you may need tissue paper, toilet paper. To either catch the tears or wipe your ass. I don't know which one, but it might bruise some of y'all, you know, uh, today. So, we're going to talk about the undisclosed reallocation. I was looking up a stat the other day for another segment and I stumbled across some information that just like baffled me. It like really caught me off guard. Um, Because I couldn't figure out how. So we have the pundits that always talk about, well, the cost of living goes up, the cost of living goes up, and wages don't go up, wages stay the same, blah, 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 blah. And if you've been following me for a while, you know my take on the whole minimum wage conversation. We're not going to get into that part today or whatever, but uh, suffice it to say that it's an unpopular opinion at best. So. Um, but I was looking up this other information and I came across the stat that said that, uh, the American household income had increased both in 2019 and 2020. So when I saw the, the stat, uh, for the, I think it was, uh, close to 11%, In 2020, my first mindset was like, okay, this has to be a result of the stimulus thing. So I went to dig a little bit deeper to see if that was the case, and it wasn't. And it got me to thinking, well, huh, income went up, but most people, most people should have had a decrease. And their cost of living and here's the reason why almost everybody essential workers aside but almost everybody had to at some point at least for a little while work from home during 2020 what that means is that you had an opportunity to save money on gas Car maintenance. I mean, like almost everybody should have had to get an oil change based on the time lapsed in the miles uh, in 2020, you know, and when you factor these other things in, I mean, that not having to leave the house as much probably cut into you eating out as much. Um, some of that probably was offset by a higher utility bill, but there are some of us, some of us positive folks that took a lot of heat uh last year because around April, uh and especially in May, we had the audacity to tell you guys that you should be uh looking at developing new skills, things that you didn't have time for, for those of you that was fixing the start of business. uh, You know, you guys should have had more time to invest in those different things. Uh, Kamari says Grubhub and Uber Eats ran the bag up. Well, again, everybody have choices. So, you know, if most people, I would give you the pass of saying, hey, if you've been at work all day or whatever, you know, you're getting home, you have some other stuff to do, may not want to cook for the kids and everything, so you stopped off and picked up something to eat, but y'all are sitting at home and you chose to do Grubhub and Uber eats to run the bag up, uh, as he put it. Well, uh, that's on you. What's this on my head? <laughs> that's on you. Um, it was an opportunity to save money and you could have got in the kitchen and cooked. Now, if you can't cook, that's that's a whole different story. Uh, but needless to say, we were talking to you guys about diversifying your talents, learning new things, and or monetizing your existing gifts. But basically, saying, "Hey, use this time." And man, people were on some oh. No, you can't tell people what to do. Some people burned out, they need the vacation. They woo-woo-woo and this and that and the third or whatever. And you know, half of y'all sat home day drinking, thinking this thing was gonna last 30 or 45 days. And here we are just a couple weeks shy of a year, you know, and I see procrastination at an all-time high. I see people that were getting unemployment, getting the bonus unemployment. Again, people like myself took criticism for telling you what you should be doing uh, with the unemployment. And we, oh man, we got beat up. Oh, you shouldn't tell people what to do with their money and you don't know their bills and blah, 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 blah. What I did know was that a lot of people were taking home a lot more than they were used to. And this is why This is the underlying base to more money, more problems, because if you don't master the principles of money, you will always have more problems when you get more money. Reason being is because you're going to do more of the stuff you shouldn't be doing when you have more access to funds to do it. So if you don't master paying yourself first, saving XYZ percentage, having money without using it or whatever... Then having more money just means you're gonna buy more stuff, you're gonna be more of that consumer or whatever. But where did your money go in 2020? And I'm talking about like okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make I'm gonna give it to you guys the way everybody can relate to it, right? Everybody has had that hundred dollar bill, and when they broke that hundred dollar bill, the next thing you know. You're about to break your last 20 and you're scratching your head going, where did I spend that hundred dollars at? <laughs> you know, I ain't talking about a single tab. I'm talking about when you just broke bad cash and you know it went different places and you're trying to trace that back. Like, okay, I, I spent uh, $18 here and I did uh $14 over here. You're really trying to like recall where every piece of that money went, right? So imagine that. For uh, 2020, where in a lot of cases, you know, some people were getting an additional $1,200 a month for a period of like four months. That's another $4,800. And yet you still tell me you can't afford life insurance. You still tell me you can't afford to invest in your business. Now, granted, you may not have the funding to just open and launch your business right out the gate, but you're not going to convince me you didn't have money to do some research, uh, develop some plans, uh, uh, if applicable, uh, form your LLC, et cetera. You're not going to convince me of that. The thing is, is that, Because this money was incremental and it was installed in small amounts, you didn't really realize it and you got comfortable with other habits. Like Kamari said, uh, you transferred what would normally have been going to a fast food spot and picking up something, you transferred that to Grubhub and Uber Eats, which means you paid a premium on top of that you know, versus using gas already in route. You paid a premium on top of that. But let me put this in your mailbox. You all ready for this one? There is only one way, not one method. I don't want y'all coming back trying to criticize me on this. There's only one formula. There's plenty of methods to accomplish this formula. But there's only one formula. To wealth. And it's this simple. Earn more money. Than you spend. Spend less money than you take in. Put it in reverse. However you want to call it. Or whatever. Um, you've been victimized. By the credit game. Uh, since the early 80s. All of America Has. He's been victimized by the credit game. And here's what I mean by that. Don't say that, well, George talks against credit. That's not what George is saying because you can leverage credit for income. Now, I don't know what the hell all of these, uh, you know, credit repair people telling you and these credit gurus are telling you, you know, about your 800 score or whatever. You know, I have seen people walking around, with you know eight hundred or better and just as broke as can be, but they're bragging on their credit score like, yeah, but you're living above your means, you know. Uh, so here's the thing: it's just like losing weight. I mean, for all the gimmicks, exercise, teas, you know, all of this different stuff out there. At the end of the day, you have to burn more calories than you take in. It's just that simple. Well, with well, you have to save more than you spend. It's just that simple. <laughs> uh, so. But the thing is, is that we get used to, or some of you have been conditioned for windfalls. It goes back to that early tax refund type of thing. You know, when you get six, seven, eight, nine grand on a tax refund and that's a windfall and you think, oh, okay, with this money, I can make a plan. I can do some things or whatever but you didn't have the plan before it came or whatever. So it still ends up getting away from you. You had 9,000. You you started to have these big plans or whatever, but your normal spending habits are exacerbated. And the next thing you know, you're down to your last two racks trying to figure out, well, what was the facts that led me to, you know, lose this other seven? What do I have to show uh, for it? A couple ball out pictures for the gram, a couple new outfits, you know, uh, some of you go out and buy that. 2003 BMW with $5,000 down on (laughs) $180,000. I'll put myself in time out for that one. But anyway, (laughs) more story is the same way those little increments came in is the same way you have to use those little increments of saving techniques, whether that be 401k, index universal life, IRAs, there's many different uh, vehicles out there for you to save money. And the reason for saving this money is this. You may not realize this right now, especially if you're, you know, in that young money earning state, but there is a time where you're not physically able There's a time where you're not mentally willing. And the efforts of today has to take care of your tomorrows. It's just that simple. You know, yeah, you may, you know, want to work till you're 85, that don't mean you'll be physically able to, or or mentally sharp enough to, or whatever. So you have to make a plan. You know. So imagine this. Take take this for example. So pretty much, and look, I know this don't apply to everybody. Get your draws out your booty. But for the most part, first twenty years of your life, your parents take care of you, right? The idea is over the next 40 years, you do things to take care of the last 20 years. That's just how this thing goes. Now, unfortunately, uh, you may say that's not unfortunate, but, you know, through to due to advances in medicine, et cetera, et cetera, people are living longer. You're probably not going to die at 80, you know, unfortunately, you probably won't live the type of uh, quality life that you will at 60. So you don't want to outlive your money. But, and I first heard this in 1995 from Alonzo Stevens, and he just burned it into my brain. Little things make you great. And you can apply that to every single scenario. Little deposits make you great. (laughs) Little investments make you great. Little details, attention to details is what make you great. Somebody said the petty is showing. Hey, I've been on petty vacation. I think I'm entitled (laughs) away. you know, but this is what I want you guys to do. I want you to look back on your 2020, right? Find all the dollars, look through your bank account, whatever, you know, your deposits. Find all the dollars that came to you. That was not a direct result of your work earnings. You know, it was some other benefit or whatever. And see how much of that money you still have. You know, I want you to evaluate uh, your prior year gas receipts against 2020 and see how much money you should have had to reallocate from gas and car maintenance. Here's a trick for you. This is one everybody's not thinking about. Call your insurance company today. See if you can get a lower rate. Why the hell would I do that, George? A large part of your premium is based on, besides where you live, of course, uh, and your credit is based on the uh, use of your car. And most of y'all didn't have any use. Uh, the average person cut their driving in half in 2020, and that's not even factoring in January and uh, February was normal. And let's be honest, some of y'all by the time we got to Thanksgiving, y'all were like the hell with this. I'm, I'm out. I'm about to just live. You know, and kudos to you. But call your insurance company, see if you can uh, save some money based on. Driving less, you know, that's a conversation that they don't want to hear or whatever. Another thing that you should have managed to do in 2020 without even really trying is you should have been able to reduce your credit card debt because there was less for you to go and do. I know you still had some household functions and whatnot, but your household shouldn't be functioning on credit anyway, you know. Um, unless this one of those Amex situations where you're using and paying it off at the end of the month. If your household bills exceed the uh, money for the month, you get to the end of the money before you get to the end of the month, you need to reevaluate some of your spending. You know, Uh, most of y'all cut the card last year because you realized for all this time, you had uh, 15,000 channels, but you watched five of them. Um, and you probably watch TV two hours a day, four hours a day at the most, but in 2020, you realized, okay, I have 15,000 channels, and I have all of this time, but ain't a damn thing on TV, so you got Netflix and the Hulu and the Disney, whatever, and all of this came up to be way cheaper than your cable bill. What did you do with the difference? Oh, that's right. Kamari said y'all spent that at Grubhub and, uh, (laughs) and Uber Eats. So at the end of the day, all I'm really telling you is be intentional about your money. Be conscious of your money because most Americans make or earn and utilize more income uh, or more money than they even realize that they're they're using. You know, they're only affixed to their mortgage or rent, uh, car notes or whatever. And the other money that they spend, uh, the discretionary funds, they're not even conscious of how much money it really is. Almost everyone that gets into uh, my uh, Elite Eight Financial Steps to uh steps to financial freedom almost every single one of them tell me at least three to four reasons why they can't save money with the number one reason being that they don't bring in enough money and when i go in and find a few hundred dollars a month they're like oh uh well and it goes back to choices it's all about the choices and look i'm not telling you to cut off your existence. I'm not telling you, hey, you know, go to work, come home, don't spend any money, you know, be bored, don't live life or whatever. That is not what I'm suggesting to you because there's some things that George will never not do. Like everybody that knows me knows that, hey, through the course of the week, I'm going to have three or four cigars, you know, uh, and probably polish a couple bottles of uh, of whiskey Or whatever, and there's no conversation about no part of my money where that's not included. But because I'm a realist, that's already factored into my budget. When I'm looking at something else I may want to buy, or whatever the case may be, I actually measure it by my vice fund. I call it my vice fund. Like, how much of my vice do I want to sacrifice? To get whatever this is, you know, like people call me all the time trying to sell me something and don't realize that they're trying to sell their value against my, uh, my downtime of sitting back and smoking on my cigar or whatever. like Unless what you're selling me is going to create more time for me to do that, it's probably not going to happen. But anyway, this has been five minutes of fire. It has been more like 25 minutes, but I have fun with y'all today getting it in. We will see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget to tune in. Uh, Business owners, if you need health insurance, you cannot afford to miss Uh, tomorrow's show. It's coming to you right at the top of the show. Uh, We're going to give you... uh, Somebody got real petty on there. (laughs) Uh, We're going to give you uh, some methods to... Well, first, we're going to break down different types of health insurance or whatever, tell you how to get insurance for yourself, your employees or whatever. One of the biggest reasons that people remain on a job after they start their own business or they're trying to start their own business is the expense of health insurance. And we're going to show you how to uh, mitigate that charge. Then coming up right behind that, we have uh, Dr. O coming on, giving you those intrinsic values of wealth. So you don't want to miss tomorrow's show. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. This has been five minutes of fire. See y'all later. (laughs) This is Dr. Tamia Guess. We're rejuvenating chiropractic. This is Nara Reed with Modified Best Nutrition talk, Health Coach. Beat this is Karen Sub with June Street Barbershop. This is Tiffany Marcel with Marcel Luxury like Realty, and you're listening to Boss Talk Radio. i call